Hi there, we're so glad you found us. Welcome to Embers, a podcast by Volo. We believe that when we support teens' emotional well-being, they discover who they are, what they stand for, and their capacity to bring light and love to the world. Volo creates spaces where teens can get away from it all, feel independent, unplug, and have fun. We are a place of belonging for youth to have deep conversations and feel empowered as they ignite a future with hope. Our circle is open to every race, gender, sexuality, ability, religion, and background. Embers is where, together with other teens, we share our stories as we navigate the waters between childhood and adulthood in an ever-changing world. We hope you'll join us here each month as we explore timely and compelling topics fanning the embers burning in each of us. Welcome to another episode of Embers. Today we are sitting down with two folks who work at Maine Boys to Men to learn more about their organization's work and to reflect on common ground they may share with Wallo. I'd like to welcome our guests to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Danny Mejia. I use he, him pronouns, and I am the program director at Maine Boys to Men. And I'm Harry Kimball. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm the uh, interim executive director at Maine Boys to Men. And I am Dana Anderson. I use she, her pronouns. I'm the executive director at Volo, and today my role is to fill in for Levi, who unfortunately is not well and can't can't work with Lila today. Lila, and I use she, her pronouns. So I'm curious. Can you tell me about the mission of Boys to Men? I'll start off and see if I can get this right. <clears throat> Main Boys to Men is committed to ending all forms of male violence and self-harm and advancing gender equity. And we we hope to do this with a variety of programs, which I could get in, you know, is that your follow-up question? What kind of stuff do we do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I could kick it to Danny to talk about how we achieve that mission. Sure. Yeah. So reducing all forms of male violence towards self and others just two statistics I like to mention, 90% of all violent offenders in our country are men or identify as male, and 80% of all those that die by suicide are men or identify as male. So we have an issue with men hurting other people, men hurting themselves, and as an organization, we're really committed to better understanding why and ultimately to prevent that violence before it happens. So how we do that, we do workshops at the middle school level with high schoolers and with educators, coaches, and adults, any folks that serve young people in their profession. And we're working in the greater Portland area and also all across the state and more and more expanding into the Boston area as well. It's exciting, inspiring, big. Yeah, it feels big. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome to hear about that. I know I've heard about Maine Boys to Men because they've been in my school and that's awesome, the work that you guys are doing. Thank you. I'm curious what ways that you, from what you know of Volo, what overlapping values or ideas you see that might connect our two organizations. And as you know, Vala's mission is to support the emotional well-being of young people through connection. And just, yeah, I'm super curious to know if you feel there's alignment there. Totally. Main Boys to Men workshops are all centered around empathy, connection, and belonging, right? Because what we know does not work well is villainizing or ostracizing people, saying you're wrong because you're bad because Rather, our organization's mission is to include, or rather the mission of each workshop is to include everybody in thinking about how to be a part of the solution. So what can I do to help create a safer school community for everybody, regardless of my identity? And we do some workshops with just boys, because I think there is something special about bringing boys together to talk about that collective socialization process around masculinity. 
but we think folks of all genders and of all different identities have a role to play in thinking about what, again, a safe environment looks like for them. And so I think it potentially is similar to Volo in that it's about bringing people together. We all sit in a circle of chairs, looking at one another, engaged in conversation. There's no right or wrong answers to a lot of what we're doing. It's kind of in the gray area, in the muck, the messiness of it all that we I think, find that shared humanity between each other. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing an overlap while uh, like at retreats, like one of the biggest, the biggest thing is conversation. And it's, you know, you're sitting around in a circle and like just sharing this space and connecting. And that's a really big overlap of the two organizations. Yeah. And I think if I could add one more thing, um, I think from what I know about Valo and what Main Boys to Men does well is really trying to focus on experiential learning and social emotional learning. So how can we encourage young people to feel like their full authentic selves and expressing their emotions and at times getting vulnerable in a way that feels safe with mm -hmm. others? Because we find that such a huge part of violence prevention is, is building out that empathy and that connection between young people. You know, from being, you know, new um, to the relatively new to the main boys to men work, the the thing that I've seen that's really important and it seems to overlap with what Vala does is, and you've all mentioned it multiple times, that issue of connection and of really introducing these concepts that, you know, other people are, you know, valuable and that they are real, you know, that they're not objects and that there is something very important about coming to the relationships with other people, you know, authentically and being able to be free and open, you know, about our own emotions. And that, that I mean, that kind of, that's a very powerful um, thing to learn, I think, for, for young folks and, and goes beyond, you know, I think any of the very important specific things that we're trying to do and, and creates an impact that is, you know, for me, at least seems like it's sort of kind of limitless. And so it's great, great to hear how we do that. And I, I, just to add on to that, Harry, I think as I was hearing you speak, I think there's something, uh, you know, our young people talk about, we often have a prompted conversation and it, actually the prompt we write really doesn't matter because there's an openness and a wanting to share our yeah. stories. And I think just as you were speaking, it just occurs to me that I think all of this good work we're hoping to accomplish, I have such hope that it will happen and the simple key to that feels like this conversation that we're helping young people learn to have and, and create and want to have so that we're helping them talk about substantive topics and you know the ideal world is they go out and spread that right so that's the hope yeah yeah this is it's a little bit basic of a question but it does occur to me i want to i'd love to give you two a space to share which kind of gets at this going into communities and trying to have people understand the importance of this. So my question is, I'm curious why you think that a focus on masculinity and the toxic masculinity in our culture is worth the focus that you're giving it. Obviously it's not that it's an either or, we can give our young people lots to focus on, but yeah, what do you want listeners to understand so that they have a, a context a reason of, of kind of a marking in in this time in society of why the work is so important. Yeah, you want me to? Yeah. So the question is just like why this focus around masculinity? Yeah, yeah. and kind of why why now? Why now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. 
So I think I think there's a way in which masculinity is defined currently that can be really narrow and really limiting often for boys and men, right? There are certain stereotypes that boys and men feel like they have to adhere to uh, that ultimately maybe take them away from their true authentic selves. This idea that like they have to be strong and tough, show courage, that they have to engage in certain sports and maybe not others, and certain hobbies, maybe not others, that there's a list of jobs that they have to potentially get that require them to be in charge and powerful and independent, not asking for help, that make a lot of money to which they're supposed to do certain things with over the course of their lives. And then a big thing about emotions, that boys and men aren't often taught or encouraged to be able to show fear and sadness, anxiety, depression, but they are taught often to show anger. So how does that materialize, right? When maybe a young boy is depressed or anxious, but he feels like he can't show that around his friends. And he feels like instead he, he has to be angry or his circumstance or whatever's happening inside. And I think that for so many young boys and men, when they start to think about this, this structure, this code that we're all living in, they realize like, this isn't fun. <laughs> this isn't right. This doesn't fit who I am. And so when we start to expand it, expand that box, right? Around what you can and can't be based on your identity, it allows people to not only be accepted, but to be celebrated for who they are, right? And I've heard boys be like, you know, after going through some of our workshops, like I am gonna go back into the choir now, or like I am gonna go do that thing that maybe I gave up at one point because it was girly or not manly in whatever way, but I loved that thing, right? I love to cook and clean, or I love to bake, or like I love to, you know, snuggle with my cat on the couch, whatever it is. And just letting people be their full authentic human selves is so great. When we do that, we feel the energy in the room shift, even just allowing people to share those things about themselves that maybe don't fit within what it means to be a boy or be a man, but it's something they like about themselves. Because we like to say at Main Boys to Men, the more we tell like our own story about our true authentic selves, the more we encourage other people to do the same as well. So we think that focus is huge because there are all these pressures that are pl placed on boys and men. It's not talked about. It's not talked about at all. So we love to be this organization, really the only organization in Maine that is doing specific work around masculinity. Thank you. Yeah. Harry, would you add anything to that? Not really. It's, <laughs> you know, I think Danny speaks very eloquently about this. I would also like to note that I've, you know, I've, I've, I've seen, you know, you know, Danny was talking about being, you know, open and vulnerable and I've seen, you know, him, you know, do that, you know, in, in, in the context of some of our you know, our, our workshops and our training institute. And it's really powerful. It's really powerful to have, you know, an example of, you know, of, you know, a man who, who is walking the, walking the walk and, and that's really effective. And Danny also mentioned just now in their help seeking. And I think that that's, you know, in the context of, you know, these statistics that we talked about, um, masculinity as a concept that maybe does not include help seeking you know, out in the world today. And there's also this, you know, an American archetype of like the rugged individual. And, you know, that doesn't really include that. And there are consequences to that. And I think that's like, you know, to, if we can just, you know, find more nuance in, you know, what it means, uh, then these, you know, young people can, can find ways out of, you know, of, hurtful, painful situations in ways that are not violence towards others or violence towards themselves. Yeah, well said. Kind of going off of what Harry was just saying, I'm curious, maybe it's obvious you were just leading about help seeking, and I've not heard that phrase. I love it. 
I'm curious about the relationship you see or experience in the work of Maine Boys to Men and this this idea of emotional well-being, which, as you know, is is at the heart of Volo's mission. Yeah, well, I'll share that those who have been a part of a Maine Boys to Men workshop know that we always close with very, we always close with the same activity, social emotional learning activity that we like to call head, heart and feet. And what we ask from everybody in the room, if they want, and they can pass if they don't want to, is to share either something from their head, which is something that they're thinking about from the workshop, something from their heart, which is something that they're feeling from the workshop, or something from the feet, which is something that they're motivated to do moving forward. I can't tell you the number of times that I've heard people speak from the heart and speak to this idea that they feel a little bit lighter, knowing that there are other people that are committed to doing this work across the state, that they feel less alone because they know there are other folks that they can connect to, whether it was just for a couple hours on a Friday. And they'll see those people later on in life. And I see those people around Portland, around the East End, around Maine. You know that when you have that community, such a determinant of so many health factors moving forward to have those people and to feel like you have support. So that's what comes to mind when you ask that question is, is thinking about like, I've heard people say at the end of workshops, they often feel that lightness knowing that they have that community support and they know there are other people doing this work. That's great. Yeah. Would you add anything to that, Harry? I mean, I come at this from a, my perspective, worked in, in children's mental health for a long time. And, um, and what, what I, you know, what I learned there is that if, you know, if, We've got a young person, you know, with an acute, you know, mental health disorder, you know, like, you know, severe depression or anxiety or something that there's a lot of, uh, you know, there, there are, there are treatments that work definitely. And that's like the world that I lived in. But then I also learned there's a lot of evidence that shows if you, you know, can bring in some preventive, you know, sort of like educational models earlier on in young people's lives that, you know, stress, you know, sort of social and emotional skills, you know, teaching coping mechanisms, you know, you know, teaching young people, you know, how to sort of like, you know, understand how their, how their, you know, their thoughts and their feelings and their actions, you know, like come together and teach them about exactly the thing that you're talking about, which is like, you know, how to take care of your emotional well-being, that, you know, they will be, you know, like in general, like happier, and that they will also be less likely to go on to have a number of what we would call like poor outcomes, which could include violence, self-harm, you know, mental health disorders, like, etc. So when I came to Invoice to Men Universe, like, you know, I just saw here's a program that has a number of specific goals and there is, you know, a, like a knock-on effect, you know, that's also part of like the mechanism of action, which is to improve sort of, you know, emotional well-being of young people by this, you know, sort of better understanding of, of who they are and permission to inhabit, you know, that individuality. So... I feel as though it's like, you know, these things are right on top of each other. Mm. And it's, it's very inspiring to me, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to see the, like, emotional well-being overlap between Maine Boys to Men and Volo, because I think that's something that they both value, and it's very important. So to the adults who are listening to this episode, 
What's one thing you guys would like them to know about your work with young people? Should we start over here with the, the parents? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Go to me after. I think that it's so right. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's important that adults should know that we have programs, you know, that are, you know, designed to help young people and the adults, you know, who care for them sort of across the, you know, across like all of growing up for young people. So there's, you know, we have uh, one program for, you know, for new dads called Bootcamp for New Dads, which is like, you know, sort of teaching these skills about like, you know, how to start, you know, showing healthy masculinity, you know, to, to young people. And, you know, we have our sort of, you know, core programs in the schools, for middle schoolers and high schoolers. You know, we have programs that teach, you know, you know, adults in schools, you know, how to, you know, better interact with young people in schools. You know, we also have, you know, programs, you know, in Portland for, for immigrant refugee and asylum seeking men, which is a, you know, really great program called Men Connect for New Mainers. I guess that, you know, yeah, what people should know is that we're working across like, you know, this whole big spectrum and we could use, you know, you could use support in, in any way that that, that works by supporting the organization, by telling schools in your communities to bring us, you know, in, or by looking into learning more about our programs through the info session, or by, you know, trying to bring some of our trainings in. So that's what I would say. It's great. Just one thing I would add, uh, Main Boys to Men, we just celebrated our 25th year. So we've been around for a minute now, and we're building a brand here in Maine. That I think it's really special. And our name being Main Boys to Men, we're really focused on serving this community first and foremost. So always looking, collaborate with whoever might want to learn more, know more about who we are, and just to bring our work to more people. That's our goal. I have to ask this question because yeah. it feels <laughs> it's a space I operate from. I'd, I'd love to hear from you too before we leave. What brings you hope mm. in this world and in, in your work? Yeah, I mean, for me... Uh, I've been facilitating Main Boys to Men programs for six or seven years now. And I think what brings me hope is all the light bulb moments that you see in young people and having these conversations and talking about gender stereotypes and empathy and consent and then redefining those things and how they want to include them in their lives moving forward in a more meaningful way. Watching young people find their voice over the course of these workshops our middle school program is four hours, one hour at a time, usually over the course of four weeks. And even just a shift you can see sometimes in an eighth grade boy from like the first session, just totally being checked out. Who are these new people in my classroom? I don't want to be here. School sucks. All of that, right? To the fourth session coming up and shaking our hands at the end of it, saying, thank you so much. I'm really going to remember this. For me, that that is the hope, right? That That's this feeling that like we are making impact and we know it's not going to happen overnight, but one step at a time. And I like to keep that in mind. That gives me hope moving forward. Yeah, I was going to, my first answer was going to be that, you know, my hope is that I see that this organization exists, that, you know, it is in a community of supportive, you know, organizations, you know, like Bala and other organizations that have, you know, similar goals and that, you know, from like, you know, the state house through to like, you know, other communities across Maine, that there is this, there is a, an understanding that seems to be growing, that this work is very important and that it needs to continue. So that was my hope. But then when Danny talked and then I remembered that, you know, I went to a, a nonprofit 
like get together in my town the other day and I said, you know, I'm like, you know, Harry, I'm the interim executive director of Made Boys to Men and I talked a little bit about it. Everybody talked about it. Then we like broke up and people were talking to each other and like nobody came to talk to me except for like two high school boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, they they see the value of this. Mm-hmm. And that made me very hopeful for sure. <laughs> so that was a great experience for me. It's back yeah. to the importance of youth voices and yeah. listening to them. Thank you. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Kind of wrapping it up a little bit. We like open the floor to if you guys have any questions for us or anything else you would like to say, feel free. <laughs> and there's no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> well, this isn't a question, but I just want to speak to this idea that there are so many fantastic nonprofits across the state that are doing work uh, supporting the emotional well-being of young people. And the market is nowhere near saturation. Like <laughs> we at Made Boys to Men do not believe we're in competition with anybody and are always looking for ways in which we can collaborate, which is why Volo and Made Boys to Men have collaborated in the past to bring some of our activities into the Volo circle. So I just, I really appreciate y'all like inviting us here today. And to any other people related to any other nonprofits across the state, let's collaborate. Let's do something together. We want to bring this to as many folks as we can, and we want to invite y'all's work into the youth that we serve as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I, just to piggyback on that, I, I do think that it's the way in for us to communities that we have not yet served is going to be through trusted partners, you know, and people who can collaborate and, and, it's certainly not. Yeah, it's definitely not a competition. In fact, it's like we need your help. <laughs> we need your help, and and I would love to talk to anybody who wants to to know more about the you know the work that we do or the or the you know the value that we think that we can provide to communities. Awesome. So for a final closing, we like to end with just a word. You don't have to justify it or anything, but just you know maybe a word or two that encapsulates how you're feeling. Synchronous. Circle. Synergy. Hopeful. Thanks for joining us today. Like what you heard? We invite you to connect with us at followmain.org for additional ideas and inspiration. Music from this episode was created by one of our many talented teens, Miles. It's a pleasure having you in our circle today. Until next time.